Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose, where you can reignite your faith, pursue your passion, and live with intention. Hi there, I am Rosie, and I am your sister in Christ. You know, I know we all have moments, times, and even seasons in our lives where we struggle with our faith, where our passion for Christ just isn't what it used to be. Sister, you are in the right place, and you are in a safe space, because you're safe with God and in the arms of Jesus. My mission is to help you to get back that relationship with God the way it used to be, or even better, to live out that purpose, that purpose that He set out just for you, and to live with intention just like Jesus did. In this podcast, you will get encouragement for your heart through God's Word and strategies that will help you identify the lies from the truth. Welcome home, sister. Hello, my sister. How are you, my beautiful friend? I want to welcome you back to the show. And if you're new here, welcome, special welcome to you. This is Driven in Her Purpose, and I'm Rosie Leonore, and this is season three. This is the first episode of season three. Technically, it's episode 86, but it is the first one of this brand new revamp ramping of the show which uh, I had announced a couple of episodes ago. Actually, the last episode was the announcement, uh, which kind of um, explained more the the direction of the show after I was able to spend time just reflecting. I was I was recently, you know, off the show for a couple weeks on purpose because I wanted to reflect and spend time with God and just I called it a rest and ref- and reset. And um, I needed that time because I, I really wanted to hear God's voice um, as much as I absolutely love podcasting. And you have no idea how many times I wanted to get on this mic and just start recording because <laughs> there's so much I've been learning in the scriptures. And I just want to share with you, but I needed to just make sure that I knew, OK, God, like, what do you want me to start with? How do you want me to start this season? I wanted to listen to God's voice. I, I didn't want to just do what I thought was smart to do. So here I am. God has uh, made it clear to me how I should start season three, and that is with my story. Now, if you look at episode four uh, from the beginning, you will also see my restoration story. But this story is a little bit different because I'm going to focus in on what happened. Why did I leave God? Why did I leave my faith? You know, in in episode four, you kind of get the overall view. So please go back and listen to that because it'll help you understand uh, more about, you know, just my overall situation. But right now, I want to focus in and hone in on the scripture I read this morning and just help you understand why I left God and how it just didn't happen all of a sudden. You know, in starting this show, I I was actually praying right even right before starting um, this new episode of the show, uh, this this new season. I've been praying, okay, God, like, who do you want me to talk to? Who needs to hear me? Who needs to hear my story? And who needs to hear my learning experiences and what has helped me. Um, and I thought, you know, it's the sister in Christ. It's, it's It was actually God's voice. It wasn't just me because I, I know it was God. It's, you know, she said to me, daughter, he said to me, daughter, you know, it's, it's your sisters in Christ who are going through some spiritual challenges. Uh, maybe they are going through some um, times uh, that are really difficult. Uh Mine was a divorce and um, 
you know, for, for someone, it could be something else. It could be anything else. You know, my spiritual, my going through a divorce was not the cause of this. You know, the divorce didn't happen until later. If you go back to the story, it didn't happen until after I, uh, I stopped attending church and stopped praying. And after I decided to stop being active, um, the divorce is what caused my actions. Well, it, it didn't cause, but it was a sort of a prompting that time. That sort of time was sort of a prompting for for me to make decisions and do things that I've never would dream of doing before. But even before that time of divorce, I had already I had already decided um, just not to be dedicated to Christ anymore. And so it wasn't really it was two years before, but it still was a process because I noticed that right before. So I'll go back to right before. If you again, if you listen to episode four, you'll see a little bit more about happen about what happened. But right before I like the last time I went to church, actually, I would even say months before, not right before months before, like maybe eight months before there was already a progression happening. So basically, you know, I was at that point, um, I had been married and had my second child already. Uh, my second child was just a baby when I started um, in some of the spiritual struggles. So I remember when um, when he was born, uh, I was actually taking some classes in, in at um, at uh, the university, and I was actually in the process of doing another program at that time. But um, I was pregnant, and I I still was registered for a class and miraculously, I still got an A. So I thought, oh, cool. I gave birth. Um, I went back to class. I got some help from the teacher to catch up. And I, I still got an A. It was like a 90, but I still did it. I, I got like an A. It was so cool. So I thought, you know what? Um, you know, he's a newborn. I'm working full time. Actually, that's the year that I became a teacher. So I switched my careers to becoming a teacher uh, from being a social in social work. And that was that year. So I was starting to a whole new profession. And I, for some reason, thought it was a good idea. (laughs) I laugh now because I'm like, really, Rosie? To register for another class uh, plus a lab (laughs) while my child was still a newborn. Okay. So like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Well, with that, with all that was going on and being in this class, that's one of the most difficult classes you can take in this program. Uh, I was, I was struggling. I struggled in this class. I, I barely made it out to a C. I mean, I tried my best to, to study and to do my best. I think I got a C minus and I was just so disappointed, but, but I remember that time. And, and that was around the time that, um, at, you know, my husband at the time, he started to, to really show some struggles in his faith, you know, and, and so um, slowly he, he kind of stopped wanting to come to church and, and all that. And, and I just kept coming, you know, and until one day he just kind of decided to stop. But I just kept going. I kept going because, you know, for years I had been a part of this amazing church, and uh, which I love so much. I mean, I'm back here. I'm back in the church. I love it. And my family, I lo- love it so much. But, you know, during that time, I... I mean, I, I was still praying and reading my Bible and that on all that, but it, you know, was starting to get kind of shallow. You know, I, I kept going to church because I felt like it was a commitment I made 
And, you know, even with going and driving at that point, I was, we were meeting about 45 minutes down. It was a drive. It was a 45 minutes drive. And I go, I went alone for like eight months practically with both my boys. Um, my other son was about five uh, at that point. He was four and a half and my, and I had my little baby, you know, and, and we had my, my little baby son <laughs> and we were driving every Sunday, um, I wasn't even making, I was barely making it to the midweek services. And I just slowly started um, reading my Bible less and less and praying less and less. And, you know, I, and it was, it was tough because I also, as much as, uh, you know, my, my husband at the time and I, we were best friends. But at that point, we started having less and less in common. And it was really difficult. You know, if you're, if you're out there and you're a sister in Christ, who is married to an unbeliever, or if you're listening and you're a brother, hey, brothers are welcome to listen to the show too, of course. But maybe your wife is an unbeliever. Whatever the case may be, you know, being married to an unbeliever is so difficult. It is such a challenge. And I lived that for about eight months before I myself became the unbeliever. For eight months, I, I struggled with it. I fought with it. But it I decided to stop. I decided to give up. And it was just the busyness of everything. Like, oh, you know, taking my, my, both my boys by myself. I was like, I was feeling like, you know, um, this is too hard. Like who does this? Um, I don't think I can do this. I I'm driving every Sunday, uh, 45 minutes down. I'm doing this on my own. My, my husband's in a different place in his, in his faith right now. And, um, and it was just hard. It was hard. I felt like a single mom spiritually at that time. And it wasn't easy. And so instead of fighting, I, I chose to give up. Um, it was easier. Honestly, I, I wanted to, you know, just connect with um, with my husband at the time more again. Um, I did feel kind of like sort of an alien <laughs> because we, we weren't talking about the spiritual things we used to talk about. We were talking, of course, we were still great friends, but it was it was so challenging. But I, I noticed something, there's a pattern there, you know, being a new mom, having a new career, having this class, oh my goodness, having this class, because during the time that I had this class that I struggled so much with, is the time that he started struggling, but I also started struggling too. I started, that's when my, my I started taking my turn to, to, you know, less reading of my Bible. So why? Because I was so busy. I was busy, busy, busy. And the thing is, I know that we're all busy. And to this day, I can tell you, I'm a busy woman. And I'm sure you are too. If you're listening, you're probably a very busy woman too. But I made some decisions that I shouldn't have made. <laughs> and so I want to share with you a scripture. And I, I tell you, when I read this this morning. I was like, wow, I read this a number of times. And if, if you've been around um, the Bible for a while, you've probably read this a number of times or heard it preached a number of times. But I'm going to read it to you. And I'm going to tell you how I relate to the scripture and what happened. What was the thing that really, really took me kind of down that road to leaving my faith? So this is a scripture found in Mark chapter four, and I won't read the entire thing. I'll read just a few verses, but this is Jesus and, you know, one of his moments where he's teaching to the crowd and he spoke to them in one of his parables. It's called the parable of the sower. So starting in verse four, and I'll read through verse uh, eight, and it says, as he was scattering the seed. So it says, listen, I'll start in verse three. Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. 
Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear fruit again. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. So then Jesus goes and explains. I'll read a few more verses so you can, so he can, you know, you can see the explanation of these seeds. So he says the farmer in verse 14, the farmer sows the word. Okay, so the farmer sows the word. So the seeds falling down is the word of God. So some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes the word away that was sown. Um, Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution come because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but... The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word of God, making it unfruitful. Others, like the seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, and some 100 times what was sown. So have you been able to figure out which seed, which soil, sorry, which soil I am? I am the one I was among the thorns. You know, I didn't initially fall, you know, my heart was not among the thorns for a long time. When I was 18 years old, I was baptized into Christ. And I almost, you know, very quickly went into group leadership. And I was very active. I studied the Bible and I helped so many Christians become Christians. (laughs) So many women become Christians, disciples of Jesus. Um, While I was in in, at the campus uh, going to school, um, I made a lot of impact. God has used me in such great ways. And I, so I can't tell you that I, I was that, you know, seed for a long time. I was not. I was the fourth one. You know, I produced fruit, the fruits of the spirit. I even helped others t- come to Christ so many. And and so to tell you the truth, up until that moment, I was for the most part, pretty much the seed among the good soil. But what happened? My heart went to the thorns. My heart went to the thorns. And this could happen to anybody because I I had good roots. I had good roots. So, you know, at this point, I'm about when I started struggling in my faith, I was 30 years old. So if you count, that's probably about 12 years, 12 years of being strong in the Lord. Pretty strong for the most part, right? I mean, I've had my moments, but I was I was strong in the Lord. And so now I my heart was among the thorns. My mind was among the thorns. And we're going to talk more about our minds too in this show. Because what our minds can do to us can be very tricky. And we have to, we have to learn to watch out for that. Satan lies to us and we need to learn how to tell the lie from the truth. And I'll tell you in one simple word what it is really. The truth is always the word of God. The truth is always the word of God. But there's also strategies that you can you can learn um, with with the way sometimes that we can tend to think. So I look forward to talking to you more about that in future episodes. But going back to my heart, my heart was among the thorns. 
And so what happens? Worries of life. Jesus says it's worries of life. Now, deceitfulness of wealth, that's not real. That wasn't really an issue for me. But worries of life. And you know what the other thing was? And it's something that I looked at very carefully again this morning. It was the desire for other things. So I, I, you know, when I would read the scripture in the past, I would think other things. Oh, I'm not really a materialistic person because I'm not. I'm not really a materialistic person. But it's not materialism he's talking about. He already mentioned materialism and wealth. It's something different. The desire for other things, the desire to be, to feel more connected to my husband at the time because, you know, we were not having a whole lot in common at that point. The desire to pursue another class at really a wrong time <laughs> because I wanted to hurry up and get it over with because I'm like, I, I want to just do this program so I can see if I can get into the, you know, the official program. This was the, these were prerequisites. My desire for that. So my desire for other things, my desire to not suffer, <laughs> to not like go through all these things that at the time I was thinking, man, single moms have it hard because I feel like I'm a single mom on Sundays. But come on, really? I was just a single mom on Sundays. I mean, come on, seriously. So because, you know, my, my husband at the time, he was a great father. So I can't, I'm not, I can't put myself there as a single mom, you know? And honestly, even, even when I was a single mom, and again, if you see my story, we, we did get divorced. Um, later he, he wanted, you know, to, he initiated that and it was a tough time for me. Um, but you know, long story short, we, we're, we're great friends now. Um, wonderful friends. He's a wonderful dad, wonderful dad. Even when I was a single mom, he was, you know, it was 50, 50, like he really put in his effort. Like I, could never ever speak badly of him because I can say wonderful things and only really wonderful things about this man because he's a, he has a great heart. But he was he was struggling spiritually, which is what a lot of people do, you know. He was struggling and and I was struggling. And maybe you're here, maybe you're struggling, sister. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that that you have a bad heart. It it doesn't mean that you're it's hopeless. You know, for me, it was a season. That season lasted for four years. It felt like a long time because I, I made so many horrible choices in that during that time, terrible things that I regret. Well, you know, I regret, but I also, amen, God has forgiven it, right? So I don't live in regret. But, but you know, it, it, it's not easy. You make these choices. And you, you just, you know, if you're in this place right now, if you're in this place of, I don't know, you know, I'm, maybe you left God. Maybe you left church. Maybe you still believe in God. You know, I believed in God still. I Every now and again, I would pray when I really, really like needed to pray. <laughs> like, you know, during the, the time of the divorce, I prayed a lot and cried a lot. And that, that was, that was tough, but I did that. But maybe, maybe you're still praying sometimes, but you're not in your word. I can guarantee you, you're not in your word because I wasn't. And when you're in the word, and you're true, you're getting truth from the word, like not just listening to some preacher preach. No, you are in the word. You will not ever leave God. That is my conviction. I learned that. I believe that went all my heart. And also, when you are surrounded by people to support and help you and be there for you as and vice versa. That is also very important because Jesus didn't leave without the church 
like without putting without putting them um, in place the apostles to make sure they start the church because he knew the church would be important the community would be important another thing I did during that time if you again episode four will tell more but I isolated sisters and brothers from me during that time, little by little, like they would be like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. I wouldn't even tell them what was happening. Like, I didn't know, you know, they, they knew, they knew, um, they had relation, the, the, the brothers, they, they know what's going on with them, but with the sisters, I wouldn't connect. I made that choice. I made that choice not to connect, not to open up. So isolating myself was another thing. It didn't help me being among the thorns. If I, see, if I had my sisters in Christ, if I, and I had them, but if I would opened up, oh no, oh my goodness, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure things would be different. But I decided not to open up. So four years later, I finally, God, you know, has had had just opened up my eyes through a conversation I had with a friend, uh, for a colleague at the time, and he just helped me to see like he didn't do it on purpose he wasn't even a christian or at least not a dedicated christian that i knew of but he helped me to see something about myself that i could not see but it was god already opening up my my heart and so at that moment when finally my eyes opened and i'm like wait a minute it was like the prodigal son you know if you look in, in luke 15 you will hear read you can read about the prodigal son please i encourage you to read that story you know, it's like he, he suddenly realized, right? You know, he's like, wait a minute, I can come back to my dad. Like, I can even at least ask to, to go and eat from the from what the pigs eat. So I'm like, you know, wait a minute. I, I have an awesome God who I know, you know what? You know, and, and I have a church. He can take me back. He'll take me back anytime. And I have a church that's always open with open arms. And don't get me wrong. I had my fears. <laughs> I had my fears. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been away from church. If I go back, they're going to question me. They're going to ask me what happened. I don't want to have to relive all that. I had my, trust me, I had my, my, my doubts of my heart. But I knew at that moment, I remember praying and praying and praying because God had opened up my heart and I asked God to forgive me. And I made a decision to come back to him and to come back to church, to be among my brothers and sisters, to make sure my, my, I am in the flock and not away from it where the wolves can catch me. Right. And so I did that. And my life has never been the same since my faith has gotten stronger over the years. I did live as a single mom for about nine to 10 years or so. I think more like 10 years. Again, single mom, but like I said, like I, I always speak well of my ex-husband because he, you know, he really did um, his part, you know, 50-50. But I was technically a single mom and and it was it was not an easy time. But, you know, I came back and came back as a single mom um, and I just, you know, jumped into kind of, you know, doing things for God and, and being fired up. And when I started helping people come to almost immediately, even right before I officially came back, like I already wanted to help my friends come back to, to God, the, a coworker that I had. And she did. And she was baptized. Even right after I was restored to, to the faith, she was almost immediately baptized after that because my heart was fired up for God again. I came back. I was a prodigal daughter. But sister, you know, if you see my pattern here, I, my heart was among the thorns. I was, I let the worries overcome me. I'm not saying that worries, there's no worries in life, 
we're always going to have worries. I think worrying is really a part of human nature. But it's when you allow them to choke you. And you don't have to put yourself there. And you certainly don't have to have the desire for other things. That's your choice. That is your choice to have desires for other things. It was my choice. I take responsibility for that. But I'm here now. And I'm so, you know, I'm so happy that I can now give this, share this story with you and and be able to, you know, come here. I'm looking forward to coming back um, and multiple future episodes. I don't know however many God, you know, as long as God gives me health and his will, I will be here to come back here and, and help you, my sister, if you are either in a season that is um, tough, that you are you know, struggling in your faith. Maybe you even completely lost your passion. You know, you still want to, you still want to do what's right. You want to, you want to be passionate again. This is also for you too, you know. Um, if you're listening and you're not a believer and you're, or you, you've been a believer a long time ago, or you've never been a believer, I don't know. This is also for you. I, I welcome you to join me because this will be all word of God based. You know, there's, there's a scripture in right after that I read that says right after Mark 4, um, in the story of the parable of the sower, it says a lamp on a stand. And I'll read you the first couple of verses to let you know why I'm doing this. Jesus said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on a stand for whatever is hidden is meant to be is meant to be disclosed. And whatever is concealed is meant to be brought into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. I am the lamp and I'm going to be on the stand and my stand is this podcast and I'm so happy to shine my light in here with you and I'm happy to share my life with you and I'm happy to share my learning experiences with you excuse me I'm already getting emotional you see (laughs) and whoever has ears let them hear and if you know a sister someone who can you know benefit from this podcast please share the show share the show and if you got any encouragement um Feel free to give me a review uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I would love to hear from you if you're on Apple Podcasts. You can actually write to me there. You can tell me how this episode impacted you. Of course, you can always join me in my brand new uh, community group on Facebook. Um, it's called Christian Women Igniting, Reigniting, sorry, Christian Women Reigniting. It's brand new, so maybe you'll be one of the first to join at this time of this recording. Ladies, I'm so happy that you joined me today. I'm so encouraged that I was able to do this for you and for me, really, for my own heart. This is good for me, too. All right, ladies, I will see you soon. Have a great week.